Hi, parents. Such a pleasure to have you join me today. I'm looking forward to today's topic, as with all topics, really, because it's about something most, if not all of us as parents, face, especially probably during the summer when children are not in school, and that is our children's boredom, right? How many of you have heard countless versions of, I'm bored, I don't know what to do, or there's nothing to do, Uh, I'm bored to death, can I use my iPad? etc. We've all been there, right? So what do I want to communicate to you today? What can you get out of today's episode, which is my goal to share with you? First, for you as a parent to see the benefits of boredom. Second, for you to learn how we've somehow been given the idea by culture that being bored is bad. Third, for you to learn how you can transmit a new view of boredom to your children so they don't try to constantly seek to immediately be quote-unquote entertained. And lastly, for you as mom or dad to know how you can encourage moments of boredom. Yes, you heard me right. Encourage moments of boredom or of not doing anything in specific so your children can use their creativity their own resourcefulness, social skills to play with others, and enjoy being on their own, coming up with their own things. So let's start. Hi, welcome. You're listening to the Emotional Inheritance of Parenting Show, your podcast for raising children with love, mindfulness, and emotional presence. My name is Karemi. I'm a certified conscious parenting coach and a mother, and it's a pleasure to have you join. I've received questions from clients and parents about what's a good approach to our children telling us they're bored. As parents, let's be honest, culture constantly bombards us with the message that we should be highly productive. And now more than ever before, we're given the message by school, culture, little leagues, camps of all kinds, etc., that our kids should be constantly preparing for their upcoming future, learning something through a class, a camp, a sport, an extracurricular activity, a tutor, etc. What's a parent to do with all these messages coming left, right, and center? That somehow our kids are going to fall behind if we're not creating a constant day-to-day environment where they're getting, quote-unquote, ahead of the game for when college applications come years down the line. It's understandable to feel a certain level of anxiety when our kids tell us, I'm so bored. When we live in this kind of cultural mentality, sometimes the feeling kicks in for moms and dads of, should I enroll him in a program so he learns something and isn't just sitting there? Maybe she can watch an educational program. That way, being on a screen won't be so bad. It'll actually teach her something. Or... Maybe I can schedule a play date because he's clearly very frustrated not having anything to do. And the list of thoughts goes on and on, right? And of course, our intentions are truly the best intentions for our kids, that they learn, that they be happy, that they feel heard and understood by us when they say they're bored. But what's the problem with this mentality we've been sold? 
that our children should be constantly learning something, being productive, acquiring some new knowledge or developing a new skill. What's the problem with buying into this cultural belief, which is nothing more than that, a belief that we should always be busy doing something and that stillness, being bored is somehow quote unquote bad or reflective of our not attending to our children's needs. Let's debunk this myth. And I just want to clarify that I have nothing against activities, a child learning how to play a sport. We participate in activities, but I'll share with you why leaving time for stillness, for boredom, is not just something to tolerate, but to seek to build within our child's day. Yes, you heard me right, to leave room for. Children developmentally need downtime especially from the ages of zero to six, where they need the freedom and the abundance of time to explore with their imagination, to be free to go through their toys, to paint whatever they want without a goal of painting in a specific way, to walk and run and climb at a park, to play with sand, to come up with their own way of using a piece of paper, either to draw on it or cut it into a shape uh, or build a paper airplane or crumble it up and turn it into a ball, to dress up and pretend to be a pilot or an eagle or a scientist Boredom is an opportunity for a child to come up with a game, an imaginary world with their toys, to look at a towel and decide to use it as a cape, a curtain for a fort, to play with a friend, or figure out a way to get along with their brother or sister because there's nothing else to do and no scream to, quote, entertain them. It's an opportunity for children to sit with themselves, to learn about themselves as they see what comes out of their imagination their own creativity. And this teaches them resilience on some level because they see that mom and dad aren't going to constantly solve their boredom, but that they can come up with solutions for that feeling of boredom. And that it doesn't mean that they have to do something or learn something. That it can mean lying down and grabbing a book, lying down and do nothing in particular and be okay not doing something. Be okay just being, being in that moment. When we feel that angst as parents, that it's somehow not good for our children to be bored, that we should sort of help them come out of that boredom, we're implicitly giving them the message that it's not good to be bored, that it's a problem we should solve. But we can send a completely different message that they can figure out something to do that they can enjoy that moment of boredom since they constantly have so many things to do, such as school, for example, or an activity that's scheduled during the week. This is such a nice time to relax or see what they come up with. They might look at us with a, huh, thanks for your help, but this was no help kind of attitude. But you'll gradually see that as they see you transmitting this attitude of being bored is perfectly okay, they'll start to sit with that feeling in a comfortable way. Sometimes as parents, we feel triggered too, right? When they tell us they're bored because we're thinking and telling them, you have all these toys to play with. You have these books you can read and learn from, or we just got you that new bike. How can you be bored? It's not anyone's fault really that our kids feel this way and that we feel frustrated with this sort of complaint on their part. 
For kids in our culture, so much in the West and also in the East, our children are constantly being sold through commercials and billboards and even sometimes through their friends' comments the idea that there's a new toy to buy, a new TV show to watch, a new video game to go buy. Basically, the idea that we should fill this sort of void, so to speak, with a new material acquisition, a new type of entertainment, be it a show, a movie, the latest video game. And I'm not against children watching TV if it's age appropriate, or again, if age appropriate, playing a video game here and there with a friend, if it's a way of having fun once in a while. But if these forms of entertainment are approached as the escape from boredom, the solution to the angst we feel when our children don't know what to do and they're complaining to us to kind of solve that problem for them, then we're not really doing them a service. We're transmitting through our actions that we should buy into that cultural belief that if you have nothing to do, if you feel lonely just being on your own for a while, if you're not in a scheduled activity, then you need to quickly seek to eliminate that uncomfortable feeling and numb it with a screen or schedule something to do. They learn to depend on something external to calm their anxiety instead of accessing their own resourcefulness that is already within them. Let's see what some of the leaders in the fields of developmental psychology and child development say about this. Dr. Shafali Sabari, clinical psychologist and world-renowned author and international speaker on conscious parenting, provides great insights and knowledge on this topic. Here's a quote from her book, The Conscious Parent. Quote, the inability to value the spaciousness of free time is learned. Our children pick up restlessness by osmosis as we teach them to rely on being busy all the time. Then they grow up to be adults who can't enjoy being alone in their own body, but must instead always be at a nightclub with friends or working. And also a key insight from her book, The Conscious Parent. Quote, when you foster your children's creativity on a daily basis in the same way you supply them with the right nutrition, you teach them one of the most valuable lessons of all, to rely on their inner being to solve life's problems. They have an intrinsic ability to think outside the box, and only your anxiety causes them to doubt their inner voice, end quote. So parents, moms, dads, I hear you. I understand your worries because I've had them too. For example, should I be offering more options for him to do something right now? Maybe he needs my help with suggesting what to do. Maybe this is a great opportunity to teach gratitude about how he has so much to play with and other kids don't have half of what he's fortunate to have. What should I do in this moment? I get it. And I've learned gradually to sit with that feeling that comes up in me, that worry, that anxiety, that fear of messing it up, and to gradually realize that there's nothing to be anxious about. He is a child, and as such, he can access limitless imagination and creativity. He just needs the time to sit with that feeling of boredom and the opportunity, through my non-intervening, to come up with something on his own, to learn that he's capable of enjoying what comes out of him in that moment. 
One example I can share of my own life with my son, when we go out to a restaurant, for example, either he brings a book to look at or an activity book, which came out of his own interest, his own way of figuring out how to address the boredom of waiting for the food to come at a restaurant, or he doesn't bring anything and suggests we play a guessing game while we wait, or he asks us questions. Yes, there's the endless fidgeting at the restaurant, accidentally spilling a glass of water because he was moving around so much, wanting to change from one chair to the other, and sometimes choosing to go under the table. So that's there. And it's so tempting to pull out the phone and just numb him with the screen. But what will I have taught him? Not to control his impulses or channel them, that the quote-unquote solution for restlessness and boredom is to numb it that moving around is bad and annoying instead of it simply being part of being a child. So let's figure out a way to channel it while respecting the environment we're in, etc. Another perspective that can be very helpful for us as parents too comes from Alfie Cohn. He's an author and a lecturer in the areas of education, parenting, and human behavior, drawing from social science research. And he recommends that we listen to our child saying, I'm bored, to see if they may be communicating underneath that comment that they want time with us, that they may be feeling they haven't had quality time with us. And this is a good point as well. Take a quick mental look at how your day has been, how your week has been. Do you feel you and your child have shared quality time together? Perhaps in the busyness of life, you've definitely been there in providing healthy food, preparing it, talking with them while you take them to school or pick them up from school or during dinner. And all this is for sure a reflection of your responsible parenting. But it's valuable to ask yourself, what has my son, my daughter perceived in terms of quality time? Might this be a good opportunity for me to stop my busyness, my doing, doing mode for say 30 minutes and just be with my son? with my daughter. And not necessarily you're coming up with what to do, but just say something like, I hear you. How about we enjoy this moment together? I want to spend some time with you. If you feel like doing something, even if it's just lying down on the grass, I'll join you. In this way, you're addressing an emotional need that may be there for your child if they haven't had quality time with you in a while. And you're also not rescuing them, so to speak, from their boredom. You're leaving it up to them to sit with that feeling and see how they address it. A quote I like from Alfie Cohn, which is something he tweeted, is, give an iPad to a bored kid and he may not be bored anymore, but he hasn't learned how to entertain himself. So this comes back to what I was mentioning earlier, that resourcefulness that our children inherently have, that we don't have to build in them, but rather we need to allow them to bring it forth in their day-to-day lives. So don't try to fix the quote-unquote bad feeling. Show your children that it's a feeling, nothing more than that. A feeling that we feel as humans sometimes, like all other feelings in our lives, that it's not a bad feeling, just a feeling. One way to help them or contribute to their use of creativity is to provide them with interesting items in the home. And this doesn't have to be an endless supply of things because then that has the opposite effect. A big amount of toys that end up creating a feeling of overwhelm in the child because there's so much. I mean, if you can, provide a few art supplies, you know, like watercolors, 
paintbrushes, markers, blank sheets of paper, Play-Doh, pencils, a few books about things your child enjoys, some open-ended toys such as blocks, Legos, some cardboard boxes, some things that they can play pretend with, like a towel or a scarf that can become a cape, or an old hat that can be a firefighter's helmet, some puzzles that have a theme of something your child is into, such as astronauts or animals or princesses, a ball. They will gradually learn to come up with ways to make use of these materials, and these materials can serve as an opportunity for them to discover things they're passionate about. Psychology Today, an organization with a focus on psychology and human behavior that features articles written by psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, doctors, among other researchers of human behavior, it describes in one of its articles, quote, is boredom good for kids? It depends on what happens when they're bored. Do they plug in? Then no. Or does it spur them to creative play? Then yes. Do they get frustrated and have to figure it out? Then also yes, end quote. The Child Mind Institute describes in an article that, quote, boredom also helps children develop planning strategies, problem-solving skills, flexibility, and organizational skills, key abilities that children whose lives are usually highly structured may lack, end quote. So as you can see, As parents, our take-home message from the research out there on boredom and our child's development can be, don't just learn to tolerate it and see it as something that, okay, I guess it's not so bad. Make space for boredom in your child's life. Make time in the day for boredom. So much good can come of it in their accessing their resourcefulness, their creativity, their learning to enjoy being with themselves valuing being and not just doing, finding creative ways to interact with a sibling, problem-solving skills, and more. Was this episode helpful for you? I hope it was. If there's a particular parenting topic that you'd like me to address, please feel free to send me an email at coachkaremi.com, coach, K-A-R-E-M-I.com. And I'll be sure to reply to your question and do my very best to address your topic of interest in an upcoming episode. And I'd like to ask you, do you struggle when your children tell you that they're bored? Do your children complain about boredom? Let me know. And I invite you to subscribe to this show, The Emotional Inheritance of Parenting Show, so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll be here next week. Bye.